or not fair, do you love that pressure at this point in your career of like win or bust? I don't care about scoring title, I don't care about anything. It's win or bust. You think, do you like that? Pressure? Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. With win or bust. And what all, what, what, what makes me have sleepless nights is when you don't have everyone that feels the same way in your, on your club. That's the culture you were talking about. Like, it's times where I wish I was like a tennis player or a golfer where it was literally like, look in the mirror, motherfucker, you versus you. Have you, have you seen players like transition in terms of like not have that mindset and then actually halfway through the season or halfway through the time that you've been there grow that mindset? Yeah, absolutely. Like, win or bust or, yeah, you can have, you, you can, can like think and you judge someone too early essentially or something. Well, you can, you can have guys that come from different clubs and different teams and they've played losing basketball for years. Like literally, I don't give a who's on that on that club. You can have Jordan, you can have Shaq, Allen Iverson, and Jesus Christ could be their coach. <laughs> They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. It's like literally the culture. But you can get a, a player from a losing culture and you can see literally in the first couple weeks if they really like want it. Or they don't. You reported Woj yesterday regarding the Lakers' vacant head coaching position. What is the latest that you can tell us out of L.A.? Yeah, uh, L.A. made a run at Juwan Howard, Michigan's coach. Uh, you reported Woj. Yeah, yeah. Ex-girlfriend, how you been? I see you still trying to fuck with other women, man. Remember when I first met you in my cousin's house? A week later, we was fucking on your mama couch. Now it's been said that big girls, they don't cry. But they damn show lie. Look you in the eyes, saying you they only. You and I, till the day we die, said you never leave me lonely. Fly tenderoni, but you phony. Shoulda listened when my mama told me. Soon as I turn my back and try to fuck my homies. That was then, this is now, I got a new friend. Ever since I cut them loose, since you wanna bone me. Add strife to my life. Pussy that'll make me think twice about leaving the wife even. Picture that, you ain't want me when you had me. Now you on your third baby daddy. And you hate to see a nigga happy. So you're trying mad ways to trap me. Looking at my girl now, trying to throw the pussy at me. Look at this bitch over here trying to act like me. Oh, that's all we do, y'all. 
Aw, look at that. Aw, look at Russ. Look at Russ, LeBron, and AD. Y'all niggas made up, huh? Aw, did y'all give each other kisses at the end? Y'all kiss and make up? <laughs> y'all remember the funeral, right? Y'all remember? Pastor King Noah McClurkin and shit. Y'all remember that? Aww. Isn't that sweet? Aww. That's how you supposed to do it, y'all. Supposed to work through your differences and just make up, man. Oh, man. We got to run that back one more time, man. <laughs> Uh, that's what they do, baby. Oh, uh, uh, let's let, 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 damn the jokes. <laughs> damn the jokes in the great works of Martin Lawrence. Damn the jokes, man. Alright man, let's let's get this uh let's get this shit started, man. This is King Known Uncensored, man. Break up to makeup. Aw, isn't that sweet? The fakers big three of LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook made up, y'all. Well allegedly, I wanna be very clear. This is alleged. Because in all reality. LeBron does not want Russell Westbrook in L.A. But unfortunately, his plan to get Kyrie Irving to Los Angeles isn't going like it's supposed to. Because, man, like... But my thing is, right... Here's my thing. They want the Lakers to give up their 2027 and 2028 first round picks in order for, you know, a third team to take on Wester Westbrook's contract. That's what's holding up the deal. Like the Lakers have already given up their whole entire future. They've traded Kuzma. They traded Ingram. They traded Lonzo Ball. They traded Josh Hart. They traded Jordan Clarkson. They traded their what? Their 2022 pick, their 2023 pick, 24, 25, 26. Now they're left with 2027 and a 2028 first round pick. So you mean to tell me you're not going to have another pick for another five years, yo? Then you let go of KCP, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma for Russell Westbrook. And some more picks, which is crazy. And, and a blind man can see that Russell Westbrook was going to opt into that $47 million. This is going to be his last big payday from that uh, big deal that he signed back in the day with OKC. Now, last year, Russell Westbrook took a lion's share of the blame along with coach Frank Vogel. 
Meanwhile, oh no, you're not gonna hold Anthony Davis accountable for being injury prone. You're not gonna hold LeBron James accountable for shot jacking and horrible defense. Everybody loves to say LeBron averaged 30 points per game. A lot of y'all clearly <clears throat> clearly wasn't watching the game. Y'all wasn't watching games. Frank Vogel would be playing LeBron James when the Lakers would be down 20 plus points. And they were down 20 plus points in a lot of games. Trust me. I watched at least 50 Lakers games last year. I seen what happened. <clears throat> we're not going to forget the fact that this is LeBron James' worst season. Winning 33 games with five future Hall of Famers. Five. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, but five Hall of Famers, y'all. And Russ, and Dwight, and Bron, and Melo, and AD. Right? Right. And of course, the Nets don't want Russell Westbrook. That's why the Nets are trying to involve the San Antonio Spurs, one of the few teams that's willing to buy Russell Westbrook out because San Antonio don't have anything right now. But the holdback is the first-round picks. The Nets want those first-round picks. That's the holdback of the entire deal. And then this... This is, this is part of the reason why Russ and LeBron weren't speaking because his name, you know, LeBron James is a person that could come to management and be like, yo, we don't want Russ traded, but he wants Kyrie Irving and he is threatening if he doesn't get Kyrie Irving at some point, then he's not going to sign an extension with Los Angeles and is going to hit the free agent market at the end of his contract. But my thing is, right, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy, yo. I just don't understand. I really don't, yo. I really don't. Because I'm confused. Russ wants to stay in L.A. That's the killer part. He's never demanded a trade. He thugged it out last year. He took the criticism. Despite people talking crazy. People running like hour-long segments of his poor highlights. Discounting and not even mentioning the great games that he had with Los Angeles last year. Russ had a lot of good games last year. But it was overshadowed by his struggling and poor First two months start with the team. Yes, Russell Westbrook, just like AD and LeBron James and Carmelo and all them, all deserve some sort of blame. Vogel included. Kyrie 
is saying that, you know, it's more than likely he's going to stay with Brooklyn this year because there is no deal on the table. So let's get to this uh, breakup and makeup. Oh, man. The Lakers remind me of a social media couple that breaks up every fucking day and makes up every fucking day. Oh, man, I'm breaking up with you. Oh, I'm single. I'm single. I'm back on the prowl. Oh, we back together, y'all. It, it's We had a misunderstanding. And, and the post just changed over the fucking week. But allegedly, according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, Chris Haynes is a very credible source. You know, Chris Haynes is not Chris Broussard with the fake sources and all that shit, right? It's not, you know, this ain't Chris Broussard. They allegedly huddled up on a phone conversation the first weekend of Summer League in Vegas, each expressing their commitment to one another and vowing to make it work. With the uncertainty of Westbrook's future with the Lakers remains, the conversation was organized to make sure that all three are on the same page as they're joined together in the pursuit of a championship. I can't help but laugh at this because this team, this same team went 33 and 49 last year. With the improvement within their own conference, not just the league, not just the league, not the league, but the whole entire conference, just the conference with everybody having great drafts, great regular season pickups, this, this three, let's look at the leg. Let's look at, look at the Los Angeles Fakers team. Let's take a look at them. Let's look at the roster. Russell Westbrook, right? Look, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Now, those are the, the, the main core. Now, look at the role players, and you tell me, is this a championship-caliber team? You got Taylor Horton Tucker, who had a horrible season last year. You had Kendrick Nunn, who has, not, who has been there for a year and a half and has not suited up and played one game. Yet he made five million last year doing absolutely nothing. Bitch, I want to make five thousand dollars and do nothing. Let alone five million and do nothing. You got Lonnie Walker the fourth. I believe that he is gonna have a good year. He's gonna be the Malik Monk replacement. He's gonna do what Malik Monk did last year, which is like hit shots, dunk on niggas. Lonnie Walker is also. He's, he's their best role player. I liked him on San Antonio. I'm glad he's getting an opportunity to play. You know what I'm saying? So, Lonnie. Uh, and then we got Damian Jones, who won a championship with the Warriors, but has never blossomed in to what his potential was. You got Stanimal. Stan, Stan you still got Stanley Johnson. Who is inconsistent from three plays pretty decent defense though. Max Christie, who's a baby, who is undersized for his height, but he can play. I'll give you that. Austin Reeves, who had a very good season last year. Thomas Bryant, who's coming off of a 
ACL injury, who we don't know what he could bring. Troy Brown Jr., I've never seen him play. Juan Toscano Anderson, who is like a third string power forward for Golden State. You got Pippen Jr. and Cole Swider. You got Winnie Gabriel, who's all energy, but no offense. Allergic to offense. So, this is a team that's going to win the championship and win the West, huh? Well, let's see how they stack up against the elite teams in the West. I know y'all tired of me going over this, but this is a fucking joke. Like, this is sad. But, I bet you this. I bet that either it's going to implode. It's going to... You know, it's going to have a horrible start once again. You know, honestly, I say the Lakers win maybe 41, 42 games. If that. If that. They'll win 40 or 41 games. 40 to 42. And I'm being nice. I'm being very generous. Because honestly, they, they might not even win that shit. I think it's just going to be too much inconsistent play. Let's see how they match up against the Golden State Warriors as they currently stand. I mean, you still got Steph, Clay, Drew Wiggins, Draymond, James Wiseman's back. He looks great. Jonathan Kaminga had a bang in Summer League. Kevon Looney's back. Moda Moody. Moses Moody showed out. Patrick Baldwin, we have yet to see him. But I'm sure he's going to be a great addition. You got Jordan Poole still. Oh, my God. Dante DiVincenzo is a new pickup for them. Do you seriously think that the Lakers can beat this team in the seven-game series? I would be surprised if they win one game. Those are my thoughts. Let's go to the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks have had a hell of an offseason. I mean, you got Luka... Bertrands, Tim Hardaway still, Finney Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie. They picked up Christian Wood, right? Maxi Kleba still there. Dwight Powell, the worst center in the league, is still there. They need to cut him, seriously. Reggie Bullock, Jaden Hardy, Frank Nigalita, JaVale McGee. Yeah, man. Scary hours. Dallas is a whole lot better. And they made it to the conference finals last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it back next year. I would not be surprised. Dallas, you know, Lucas entering his prime, ladies and gentlemen. Luca is going to be like a top five player next year. Easily. Easily. What Dinwiddie did last year, he's going to uh, make up for the loss of Jalen Brunson easily with him getting more shots in time. And Jaden Hardy, if he cracks the lineup, he can score. Jason Kidd got a hell of a team over there. And you mean to tell me that the Los Angeles Lakers could beat this team as it's currently constructed? It'd be a definite shootout. I can see Dallas getting them in seven games. That's just me. Los Angeles Clippers. You got a healthy Paul George and Kawhi Leonard coming back next year. Scary hours for the West. If those two can stay healthy the whole year, they could be one of the top three teams in the Western Conference with just George and Leonard 
production, not to mention Norm Powell, Marcus Morris, Nabisa Zubak, Nicholas Batum, Terrence Ross, Terrence Mann, BJ Boston, Reggie, Moses Brown, you know what I'm saying? This is a good all-around team. You mean to tell me the Lakers got a shot against them? I don't see that shit happening, Captain. Clippers will take them out in six. We just speaking on conference. Like, we know the East is good. It's a lot of Eastern Conference team that break the brakes off the Lakers, but the Lakers ain't going to make it there. They ain't got New Orleans. If Zion is healthy, man... The league got to pray because you got Ingram who had a breakout season last year. B.I. hate the Lakers. That's what killed me because LeBron, instead of embracing Brandon Ingram like Michael Jordan embraced Scottie Pippen, you know what I'm saying? LeBron had him traded or tried to have him traded midseason and then traded him again. Alongside, you know, B.I., B.I. want to crush LeBron. I watched the Pelicans play the Lakers. Brandon Ingram played different against LeBron James. He played just like he played in that Phoenix Suns series last year. Pelicans was a, a, a nine seed that took two off the number one seed in the first round. Without Zion, mind you. You mean, and then they added C.J. McCollum last year. Got Jonas. That was a big pickup. You still got Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado. These are guys that play defense. Trey Murphy III, who had a crazy summer league last year. You got Dyson Daniels, the rookie. Lakers ain't beating them niggas. I see New Orleans beating them in six games. Oh, look no further than the Phoenix Suns. I mean, despite them being a disappointment in the playoff run, they still was a number one seed last year. Like it or not, I don't think this is the team that exposed the Lakers. This is a team that exposed the Lakers when they were all healthy, no matter what team they had. They whooped the Lakers' ass last year. Something terrible. They had them boys down bad. And they pretty much bringing back the uh, same team from last year. I mean, you still got Book. You still got DeAndre Ayton. You bought Ayton back. You matched the offer. You give him a max contract. Still got Chris Paul there. I mean, he old as fuck. He turned 38. But it's time for the young boys to carry him. Michael Bridges. Jay Crowder's coming back. Dario Sarge coming off an injury. I don't think Dario Sarge is there anymore. I'm not sure. But Cam Johnson's still there. Bismack Biombo's still there. They signed Damian Lee, which is a good pickup. He fits what Phoenix is trying to do. I see Phoenix beating the Lakers in six games also. The Lakers got to make the play-in game first before they even start talking because we ain't talking about Denver yet. We just talking Western Conference. We ain't talking about East. I mean, Jokic just signed the richest contract in NBA history. 
You don't think he gonna go out there and get buckets? And this nigga a two-time back-to-back MVP. You don't think that nigga don't want a motherfucking championship? He getting Michael Porter Jr. coming back. Jamal Murray is healthy now. Porter Jr. just said during the Summer League review that he was 100%. You added Aaron Gordon, who has not yet to play with Phoenix with, with Denver's big three, I'm sorry. You add KFC to the team, Caldwell Pope. You draft Christian Braun, who, who be talking shit. Defensive player, Bruce Brown. You pick him up. You draft Peyton Watson, who could jump out the gym. Zeke Najee's going to have a bigger role. Bones Highland's going to have a bigger role now that uh, Monte Morris is gone. You add Ish Smith, who's a journeyman. The ever-so-reliable Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff, still out there balling. DeAndre Jordan, who's a decent backup center. Shit. Denver's a championship contender on paper. And you think the Lakers got a shot? I, I see the Lakers winning one game against this team, especially a healthy Denver Nuggets team. Memphis Grizzlies. This is a team LeBron was bitching and crying that was talking shit to him. Motherfuckers over there talking shit. Now, yes, Memphis has Jaron Jackson Jr. He gonna be gone possibly until the All-Star break. After having surgery. So I see Steven Adams is still there, I think. They they picked up Danny Green, who is gonna be vital to them. Zaire Williams is good. He showed out in the summer league. Dylan Brooks still there. Desmond Bain still there. That young boy, Kill- uh, 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 Kennedy Chandler, Xavier Tillman. Hopefully, Lofton Jr. gets on the team. Jake LaRavia, that rookie, he going to show out. I don't see the Lakers winning, but maybe one or two games against Memphis. If they get to two. That Memphis team is up and coming still. Brandon Clark still there. Shit, Memphis is deep as hell. Y'all think they, the Lakers really gonna survive the play in? Let's talk Minnesota. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota made one of the big splashes and traded a, a shit ton of their future. For Rudy Gobert, who's on a crazy-ass contract that don't expire till 2026. God damn. So you got Carl Anthony Towns, who's moving back to his natural position at Power Forward. You got Rudy Gobert. D'Angelo Russell still there. Anthony Edwards. Then they picked up Kyle Anderson. Shit. That's a good little starting five. You know, the only thing that they got to worry about is bench, but... Torian Prince is back. That's good. Jaden McDaniels is back. That's good. Josh Minot was a standout in the uh, summer league. He's going to, man, he's going to take that team. You know, if he gets, if he is what his potential could be, man, he's an all-around player. He could be dangerous. To be 19, 
Wendell Moore, Jamie McDaniels, Brent Forbes. That was a quiet little pickup right there, Brent Forbes. Shit, Minnesota could easily eliminate the Lakers in a play-in game and make them play that, that final game for that eight spot if it were to come down to it, which I truly believe the Lakers are like an eight or a nine seed right now in the West. I know a lot of y'all gonna laugh, but if Utah happens to keep this only, if Utah happens to keep the team that they got now, Utah could be a dangerous TNC, a nine or a TNC themselves if they keep Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Conley's old as fuck. I ain't even know he was 34. I thought he was older than that. Bogdanovich is still there. Jordan Clarkson is still there. Walker Kessler, who we haven't seen. Him and Vanderbilt could be like a hard-working front court. I mean, I heard Pat Bev was getting bought out of Utah. So he not going to be there. But they could be a, a dangerous TNC and, and give the Lakers problems. Because the Lakers' main problem is they underestimate teams. That's what they do. And the Lakers, the type of team that would lose to an underdog team by underestimating their heart. Lakers uh, will, will show up and play against who they want. Let's put it that way. Another team that got better that nobody's talking about enough, the Sacramento Kings. I mean, De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk was a backcourt in college together I mean these are two players that are familiar with each other already in Fox and Monk Sa Sacramento could be a sleeper also for the play-in game along with Utah but I, I truly think that Sacramento might be that team to be number 10 could be that, that would probably be battling the Lakers in the first play-in game and that game going to be ugly because Sacramento, I watched their games last year and Sacramento took a couple of games off those Lakers. I think they split for the season series, if I'm not mistaken. But shit, them adding DeMontis Sabonis, who is an all-star caliber player. I mean, Harrison Barnes is a serviceable veteran. Monk and Fox backcourt. Kevin Herter to come off the bench to be the sixth man. Them drafting Keegan Murray. Oh, man. Davion Mitchell, who's obviously getting better. Uh, Neam is Quetta, I believe. If he makes that team, shit, Sacramento could be dangerous. I'm not going to hold you. Still got Trey Lyles, who has also been a decent veteran. But Sacramento could cause problems for some teams. And then another team that not many are talking about is the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, obviously, I do understand that Portland got rid of C.J. McCollum. But we saw Anthony Simons last year. He ain't no slouch. The West is tough. I'm not saying that Portland is better than the Lakers. What I'm saying is it's a lot of competition. 
This shit could get ugly style. I mean, you got Dame. You got Simons. You add Jeremy Grant. You re-sign uh, Joseph Nurkic. If Shaden Sharp could get healthy. If Josh Hart and Gary Payton locked down on the defensive end. If Nasir Little recovers from that injury. Keon Johnson gets more clock. This team could be pretty good and, and another sleeper that could win 38, 39, 40 games. I think Dame going to have a comeback season. That's just me, personally. That's, those are my thoughts. But yeah, man, so not to mention. Then we forgot about OKC. OKC was another team that the Los Angeles Lakers could not fuck with last year. Trust me, I watched them. I watched all of those games, bro, when they was playing these young teams. This team wasn't even like a playoff team like that. But they re-signed Lou Dort. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is like one step away from superstar status. And then you get you draft Chet Holmgren. Josh Giddy looked good in summer league. He was magnificent. Usman Jane got a lot of potential. Dark-skinned Jalen Williams. Light-skinned Jalen Williams. Jermichael Green is a silent pickup. Pokashevsky's probably going to start at the four. You got the Thin Towers. Shit, this is an exciting young-ass team. They might not, you know, win anything. But again, this is what leads me to believe that the West is going to be very competitive this year. And then you forgot the Clippers. I forgot about the Clippers uh, getting John Wall, too, adding that to the mix with that core with Kawhi and Paul George. Just like John Wall say, whoever the team's third best player got to check me. Good luck. Shit. Russell Westbrook going to have to check John Wall. <laughs> you know how that's going to turn out. But, um, yeah, man. So, even with this Lakers roster, that's how they stack up against the loaded Western Conference. I don't think they're going to get up out of there to even see anybody coming out the East. But, will this, uh, make up? Last long, I got a feeling it's gonna be a lot of infighting. I think eight. I don't think Anthony Davis and LeBron. Let Let's be real. Let's keep it a buck with this Lakers team, right? LeBron and Anthony Davis have not played a full season in so long. How many games LeBron played the last couple of years? In 2021, LeBron played 56 games last year. On 2020, he played 45 games. 2019, he played 67 games. 2018, 55 games. He hasn't played 82 games since 2017. Y'all don't think that's uh, alarming? Anthony Davis, we know this motherfucker here. This nigga. 
40 games last year, 36 games in 2020, 62 games in 2019, 56 games in 2018. He hadn't played close to 82 games since 2017 and 2016. This man has never played a full season in his entire motherfucking career. And this is going to be your savior of L.A. Niggas always talking about that weak-ass bubble championship that doesn't mean a goddamn thing to real NBA heads that love the game of basketball. Everybody know that that's fraudulent as fuck. You know it, and they know it. As I said, I at, at the most, this team wins 41 or 42 games. If they get there, it could be 40. 40 to 42. And I feel like I'm being very nice and generous. And that's if those three guys are healthy. But there are other options. There's nobody but Lonnie Walker that can get you maybe 12 to 14 points. Everybody else on the team, they just just play defense and run around. I mean, I love Austin Reeves, but is that go that that is he gonna be consistent all year? Max Christie gonna grow into be a serviceable role player for LeBron and the and LeBronettes? Shit, fuck out of here. This king known unassisted man, make up to break up, and I'm out.